Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, Season 2, Episode 14. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business tonight. No, Dana, but we've got uh, Tasha's joining us as we talk all things rugby league. Uh, And again, we welcome our newest panelist to the show, uh, Monica Lee Morris. Mon, uh, again, great to have you on board. We obviously introduced you in our last episode. There might be a few listeners that missed that. If, if you did miss that episode, please go back. We had an amazing conversation with Tallulah Tillett, um, the Newcastle Knights playmaker. Go back and have a listen to that. But Mon, again, great to have you on board. And I'm going to throw the listener question straight at you as we dive through our DMs. And they're looking at the outside backs. They want to know who was the most impressive centre from round three. For me, uh, it's got to go to Tiana Penatani. I thought she was very strong in the... Eels um, win against the Titans. Um, you know, she had two try assists. Um, she had a couple of line breaks, a couple of tackle breaks, and she was linking up really well with um, Abby Church as well on her outside. I just thought, yeah, she was really strong and, and kind of uh, led with some pace. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think uh, I think that's that's a really good call there. Look, for me, I'm going to call out Paige McGregor um, for the Dragons. Obviously, Jamie Chapman, she's a bit of a, a bit of a favourite here at Mojo Sports. But I think what the Dragons are starting to show is they're not one dimensional. You know, they're not one sided. They can play both sides. And Paige McGregor, she's a big part of that. 86 meters uh, last week in that performance. Uh, one tackle break, one line break. Um, yeah, and, and a try assist. So Paige McGregor doing some really good things in giving the Dragons, um, you know, the ability to play both sides. And, um, yeah, very, very close to upsetting the Brisbane Broncos. Puts them into a really good position moving forward. Tash, again, we're starting to see some of these outside backs really pick it up. I mean, that awful weather that we had in those first rounds, that's well behind us. The sun's shining. We're starting to see some better conditions. And lo and behold, the outside backs are starting to emerge in the competition. Yeah, Dan, look, I just can't go past Isabel Kelly. I just love the way she played. The Roosters finally came up with a much-needed win over your beloved Knights um, and and Mon as well. Um, And Izzy was a big part of that win. The way in which she combined with the winger, um, Bridie Parker, to come up with three tries between them was great to see. Izzy racked up 151 run metres. She had 15 runs with the ball. 47 post-contact metres and and two line breaks. So it's good to see Izzy back to where Izzy can be. Yeah, there's so many Newcastle Central Coast juniors that play in the Roosters, so there's a lot of love for them. But it's like, can you not, you know, can you not um, just, you know, be on fire against my beloved Newcastle Knights? They were outstanding. Izzy took it personal. Very, very physical, tough player, Izzy. I don't think that gets spoken about enough. She's got the flash. She's got the speed. Um, she scores a lot of tries, but she's a very, very physical player. And, uh, yeah, put the sword to the Newcastle Knights. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and our big feature game this week is the Queensland Derby as the Gold Coast Titans take on the Brisbane Broncos. Tash, going to start with the Titans because it was a bit of a, an interesting start to the NRLW uh, tournament competition because, you know, one of the things we spoke about in the off-season is to be patient, to let teams, new franchises, build combinations and ease into ease into the competition. But again, we fell into our own trap. We were a little bit impatient with the Titans. You know, they were very scrappy in that first round. But again, they're starting to really pick things up and starting to impress. Yeah, Dan, look, the Titans, and we expect this with new franchises, like it, they're going to take a little bit, a little bit longer to hit their straps. But, you know, um, they, they lost a player on the weekend in, in Tasman Grave, 10 minutes in the bin. And the fact that the Titans were still able to, to put on two tries on the Eels during that time shows that they're bringing it all together. So um, they won't have Tasman Gray, who's their only current Jellaroo, but they've got plenty of other power and strike power um, there. And um, they're bringing it together. Again, the longer the season, the more we'll see these, these new franchises come to fruition. Um, tell us a little bit about the Gold Coast Titans uh, fullback, Avania um, Palete. She, very interesting player because, you know, you talk about her background in terms of being a full-time athlete and you can definitely see that in her performance. I, I guess we're, we're so spoiled in the NRLW competition. It just feels like every fullback in the competition is an out-and-out superstar. And, you know, the Broncos, they're going to be heavy favourites coming into this game. But, um, yeah, I, I guess they don't want to underestimate the Titans fullback because she's a very special player. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the matchup between um, her and Tamika Upton is going to be a very well, exciting well, Mon, one. Mon, sorry, I've got, to, I've got to jump in there. Tamika Upton has been ruled out, which I don't know. Oh, I, right. I, I think. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, right. I think that, you know, just a little bit of, a, little bit of a, a freshen up as we head to the playoffs as well, I think we'll do Tamika. But um, no, sorry. I, sorry to jump in there. But um, yeah, no. Uh, Palete for the Titans, you know, has been really dominant at the start of the competition. And you just get you just get the sense that she's about to explode on this competition. Absolutely. Um, you know, she really is one of the Titans' leaders for sure. She is a leader from the back. And. Um, you know, she's she's got the speed, she's got the ball skills, she's never afraid to take those hit-ups and get her team out of the red zone and get her team up the field. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really, really good, um, really good to see her up against one of the or the best team in the NRLW, see how she goes. Tash, no one's going to give them a chance, the Titans, no chance. You know, the Broncos, <laughs> they haven't lost games in years. The last time was 2019 against the New Zealand Warriors by a couple of points. No one's going to give this team a chance, but isn't, you know, you're thinking about your own career, you know, don't you, you like to be the underdog. Like, you know, I, I guess that's probably some of the things Jamie's going to be talking about. No one is going to expect this team to win. Uh, but try telling that to Destiny Brill because every time she laces on the boot, she goes out there and just tries to annihilate anyone in front of her. Again, the Titans are very much going to be the underdog in this derby, but um, yeah, I, maybe, maybe that sort of works for them. Yeah, Dan, like uh, I think every Australian um, sporting club loves to be the underdog because we, the, the crowd cheers for the underdog they, and um, this is a great, you know, home game that they've got. It's, um, you know, the local derby. Um, Destiny Brill, still a teenager, like my goodness, she's got a great future in front of her and she played an awesome game She um, last week. 
Look, I just can't see it happening. Even with Jamie Feeney, who is awesome and knows how to coach the girls, they're going to be without uh, Tasman Gray. The Broncos will be stinging um, on the back of, you know, the Dragons getting so close. And the Broncos just never let up. Uh, They don't have complacency in their game at all. And so... Yeah, I, I can't see the Titans getting over the Broncos. Yeah, I, 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 I just feel like that's going to be plastered on the walls. They're going to be speaking to their training. No one's going to give you a chance. You're not going to win this football game. And I wonder what that does. In particular, I, I think the halves, there's a little bit of pressure on them. So Grace Griffin, and obviously we know a lot about Kimmy Braley-Nardi, who um, you know continues to star at state level and has kind of been a little bit inconsistent at, in, in the NRLW. But Tash, I think the key here for the Titans playmakers is they need to really work on their game management and really building pressure on the opposition. You kind of feel like the Titans, you know, they sort of too many errors in their game and, again, really need to try and build pressure on the Brisbane Broncos because one of the things that we have seen with Brisbane is if you, you know, if you, if you get into the grind with them, if you don't give away cheap penalties and errors, you know, you can create a contest out of it. Yeah, sure. Look, I think both the um, Braley Natai's came into their best footy um, They've probably still got some more to Im- improve, but they both sort of shone, shone through um, in important positions. You know, um, Kimi Ora in at the halfback, I thought she had her best game of this season, and so too with Brito. Um, and that's so important that it starts to click. The, the Titans um, now with Destiny Brill coming through, it's just, it's Dan, it's one of those things, nobody's going to give him a chance and I know Jamie Feeney will play to that. Um, what about, you know, Steph Hancock, yeah, score she was right, a- age 40. She just went, no, nah, I'll take this. And they did, they scored two tries with 12 players on the field. Yeah. So, you know, they are a chance. They, they really are. And um, look, go the underdog. Look, the, the Broncos are going to be looking to bash the Titans for sure, but one player who's not going to be intimidated is Steph Hancock. She's not intimidated by anyone. She's going to go out there and, and lead in that pack. Um, Shania Power, obviously we've had her here on Mojo. Um, yeah, go back in our catalogue to to listen to our one-on-one interview with Shania. I think she plays with um, a lot of aggression, really hard um, runner, and very dangerous close to the line. So she's got the difficult task of filling in for, for Tasman, but, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how she goes. All right, guys, let's flip it up. Over and you know, I guess it's it, it, it's becoming increasingly difficult to talk about the Brisbane Broncos because they are playing so well. And you think about their complete performances from a lot of their players; everyone's contributing. Um, Mon, it, it it is a bit of a tired narrative, but I've got to give it to you again. Their forward pack is outstanding. Millie Boyle, Chelsea Lenarduzzi. Is it you know the, the offloads, the running meters, the work they're doing in defense? I mean they really are inspiring the next generation of football players because this is the world's best talent on display. Talk to us a little bit about the Broncos pack because um, this is pretty special what we're seeing from this Queensland team. Yeah, it is. It's insane to see just when you think the Broncos can't get better every week, they do. And, um, you know, a lot of that comes with the forwards. They have the best forwards in in the comp, Um, you know, Millie Boyle is an absolute workhorse. You know, she's she's racking up the most metres um, each game. And um, Chelsea Lenarduzzi, the offloads from her are just tearing teams apart, you know. Um, and I just think that 
it, it's it's quite scary actually to think about. Or, or not scary, but it, it's it's insane to think that the Broncos are just getting better and better as time goes on, and they're looking. Apart from last week, they're looking unbeatable. Um, but you know, I I got to give it to them. They've they're an incredible team, and they they deserve where they are for sure. Yeah, Mon. Couldn't agree with you more. Their record is amazing. Their mindset is incredible. They don't take any game easily. I think they were a bit, um, you know, may have been a little bit rattled by the Dragons coming close last week. And, you know, you were just talking about their engine room in Leonard Doozy and Millie Boyle. And uh, earlier this week they announced the State of Origin that's going ahead um, in Canberra, and then next year they're actually having two games. So talking about that engine room, just as a New South Welshman, how lucky are we that Millie comes back to us um, for origin? Uh, Couldn't be happier with that. Yeah, exactly. And a little bit more love to their forward pack. I thought Amber Hall really warming to the task. She's performing really, really well. Lauren Brown is fast becoming one of my favourite players in the competition at hooker. She is an out-and-out superstar. And that's what I was talking about with the Titans, game management. Lauren Brown controls the match. You know, Ali Brigginshaw takes a lot, a lot of credit, does amazing things, uh, but Lauren does some great work there at Hooker. Um, uh, Tash, going to throw to you for your prediction. Obviously, you've mentioned that the Broncos will probably get the win here, so we'll just touch on that one. Um, I'm going to go the Broncos here as well. Um, just for talking about Ali, Ali sort of came out to the media and said that, you know, they really want to level up, was her words, coming into the Dragons game. I think that knowing Ali, the professional that she is, I think she's going to be a little bit disappointed in last week. I get the sense that Ali, uh, she says what she, she means what she said. She's really trying to take a step up here with this Brisbane Broncos, knowing that they really have to be at their best come finals. You can just sense Ali really wants to put a score on a football team. I think that's pretty scary. I think that's what the discussions are happening there in the Brisbane camp. So Ali, Ali bringing Shaw to star this week um, as the Broncos get the job done. Uh, Tash, agree with that. Going to be very, very hard for the Titans to get the job done here. Yeah, look, I, I, I can't go past the Broncos for the win. Um, but you're right. Ali Brigginshaw, you know, she doesn't say a lot, you know, off the field, but my word, she speaks her mind on the field and she'll get, you know, she'll rally her troops and she'll want to make a statement this weekend for sure. Uh, Mon, before we move on to our next feature game, could I get a nod from you? You're going Broncos as well. Yeah, sure am. I can't go past them. All right. Well, we're going to look really, really silly next week as the Titans beat the Broncos by about 20 points. I think we've just put a curse on them. Uh, Everyone loves the underdog. See how that one goes. All right, guys, let's flip it over to our other feature game this week, and it is the uh, Parramatta Eels um, coming up against the Sydney Roosters, um, both last start winners, which is really, really important. Um, Tasha, I spoke about in the off-season the importance of Parramatta being successful for the importance of the game, for the women's game. That is such a crucial market there in Western Sydney. And, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm a massive Newcastle Knights support, supporter, uh, for those that don't know, but it really is good to see Parramatta really put in some really strong performances because, again, you think about the impact this is going to have for the game. It's pretty huge. Yeah, absolutely amazing. The fact that they were at Combank Stadium as well and um, came up with that win. I know Maddie Studden is is just playing the way we all know she can, um, the score would have been, you know, larger had she not. It's freakish. Can somebody really hit the timber on the conversions three times in a game? I can 
don't think so. But um, yeah, look, it's it, the Parramatta team are going fantastically well. Dean Witters is an incredible coach and the way he knows his players and gets the best out of them. I love to see a new franchise going so incredibly well. And this game against the Roosters who are coming off a win finally, um, wow, it's fireworks. It's going to be a cracking game. And, Taj, I've got, I've got to throw this question straight back at you because how proud are you, I, I guess, the entire Mojo Sports team of Emily Curtin last week as she debuts there um, in, you know, arguably one of the toughest positions at the moment in the NRLW is playing in the halves, organising. Um, she was outstanding and, yeah, you know, we, we, we you know, really... Uh, you know, Emily's been on the show previously. She's got a very interesting story there with her sister. Just great to see her step up. And again, you know, um, you know, Bo and a few others have, have, have said, you know, Emily's an NRLW quality player and she came in on debut and really showed that to the world. Yeah, Dan, she did. She, um, as you said, debuted in the number six, which is, you know, a pretty tough gig. And she was outstanding. You know, on the show uh, when we had Emily Ann Soph, her, her twin sister, you could see these girls had been trained up so well. The pathways are so, so working with them. Their mindset is fabulous to, on debut, step into the number six, go tremendously well. I think she scored a try. Um, and, look, I was in. I was lucky enough to be in the director's lounge with the Parramatta Eels and, oh, She's a she's a favourite. I tell you what, watch out for Emily Curtin. She's already made, made her stamp and she's only going to get better. Mon, you know, one of the things we looked at with the Parramatta Reels is, you know, brand new franchise, you know, they'll, they'll sort of take their time to get their feet. But then suddenly you think, hang on, could this team be a genuine contender when you look at some of the talent in the outside backs? I mean, they have an engine room of talent. Um, you know, Bovede Welsh is just, if not the best player in the game right now, very, very close to it. We've had Josephie Daniels on the show previously. Um, you know, Tiana Penatani speaks for herself in terms of all the success that she's had. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I guess the names go on. They've got two outstanding um, wingers there as well in Horn and Navidi. So, uh, Mon, talk to us a little bit about these outside backs for the Parramatta Eels because, again, as we as the weather improves, those round one, round two, awful conditions are behind us. As Parramatta start to play a little bit more football, I think we're going to see the best out of this group. Oh, absolutely. And 100% Parramatta are definitely contenders, you know. They can, um, you know, really give it to the top sides and they have been in the last three rounds. I think that um, the outside backs, we didn't really get to see what they can do with the ball um, because of the weather conditions the last two weeks. But last week was a really, really good showcase as what they can do with the outside backs. That's where majority of their tries were scored. And um, it's just a lot of talent in their side, in their outside backs that um, I think is just phenomenal to watch and sit back and, you know, yeah. I think yeah, it's they, great. They, and, and they're not they're not sort of uh, not a lot of big steps or sort of running the gaps. They they tend to like to run over people, the Parramatta Reels uh, players. So, again, you talk about physicality, very physical unit. Um, Tash, before we move on to the Roosters, we've got to highlight a particular player, Samaya Taufa, the captain, 
We talk about Captain's Knox. Um, it's been really, really impressive the way in which she's gone about her business. Um, for anyone that's followed her career, it's no surprise in terms of what she's producing, but um, she is incredibly physical. She gives away a little bit of size in the competition to some of the, the bigger players in the middle, but you wouldn't know it. She really packs a punch, and we spoke about this in preseason. There's going to be players who are running the football who look up at Taufer and they start to sort of veer to the other side of the football field because she has a significant presence in the middle. She certainly does. And, you know, at Mojo, we're so lucky. We've had Mimes on on our show as well. Um, And you can just see how Mimes, over the last few years, even though she's got a stellar career, she's actually even maturing more and becoming more of this incredible leader. Um, you said that she gives away a few, you know, kgs in, in the middle. Um, Mime's actually lost a fair bit of weight over the last 18 months or so and has trained the house down and I think is more powerful and more formidable now as a lighter person than what, what she was a few years back. She's outstanding. The girls have an incredible respect for her, as they should. She's she's a leader. Yeah, and she's to your point, she's sort of adding more dimensions to her game as a lock. She's not just a, a run and bash forward anymore. She's doing her incredible work defensively, but to your point, she's skilling up in attack as well. And, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what she can produce this week um, as well as future years to come. Mon, um, you know, there's probably not too many players that probably wouldn't be intimidated by uh, Samoma, but there is one player that comes to mind when I think about those middle clashes, and that is Hannah Southwell. Again, she just continues to improve week on, week out. And um, again, we don't want to get too technical here at Mojo, but her defensive technique, I mean, if there's any junior footballers listening, record that, watch that, because the way in which Hannah Southwell goes in for her tackles, um, she's technically sound, and um, yeah, there's, there's no... Um, there's no surprise as to why she's um, so successful on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, Hannah Southwell's tackle tech is textbook. There's no other way to put it. She is just phenomenal. And, you know, she isn't one of the biggest forwards, um, but she it doesn't matter because she just has the correct technique and technique is everything. And I think it's going to be a very exciting matchup to see um, Samaya Taufa as probably one of the better or sorry, best uh, attackers and runners of the ball in the game up against one of the best defenders in the game. I think it's going to be a very exciting matchup. It's going to be um, a really good way to see who wins. I feel like whoever wins the battle in the middle through the forwards is going to win the game. It's going to be through the forwards this week against um, Roosters and Parramatta, especially with Hannah and... um, and Samima. Yeah, good shout, that's for sure. Tash, um, you know, let, let's sort of put our analyst caps on. One of the things we said about the Roosters, uh, they did look very disjointed when they first started the competition. And, you know, John Strange would even admit that, that, you know, they're just starting to find their combinations and fluidity in the game. I think what they're producing on the training field starting to sort of come out on the park. No surprise, though, that Corbin Baxter's return has kind of settled the side. Do you get a bit of a sense that, you know, you think about Tamara there and McGregor in the halves, they just seem to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more well-organised, and I just can't help but think that Corbin arriving back into the side as skipper has really calmed things down for the Roosters. Yeah, Dan, and actually John Strange came out and said that. He said from the moment Corbs was out for two weeks for COVID, but the moment, I think it was the Monday before the game, the moment she hit the park with training, he could see 
a calmness come over the roosters. And, you know, fast forward to the weekend and the roosters have it. They've, they've shown that, you know, all this hype that we put on them, that they produced it on the weekend. So we talk about the short season, but the roosters can still make it. And this weekend, my friend, it's, um, I think it's a, I think that Roosters are a must win and they'll know that. Yeah, no, it's going to be pretty interesting. A couple more players to point out. Uh, the young hooker, Olivia Higgins, a bit of a local star here. Um, yeah, really, really loving the way she's going about her football rising star. Her edge back rowers, we continue to talk about them here, here on Mojo. Yasmin Meeks and Olivia Koenig has been outstanding. She continues to build a significant reputation in the game. And again, that's sort of taking a lot of pressure off the halves, knowing that your, your edge back rowers are an offensive and attacking threat. Um, but Mon, don't you get a sense when you look at this team list at the Roosters that we're playing fantasy football? How about this? We've got Corbin Baxter back at fullback, but uh, a couple of big names there in the centres, Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly. It must just give the group so much confidence going into battle, having that much talent on both sides. I mean, for the Roosters, there's no reason why they can't be scoring po- points on both edges. And yeah, that must give the team a lot of confidence as they go out into battle. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the Roosters is a perfect example of um, a very good balance between experience and up and comers. Um, there's a lot of great up and comers and great young talents coming through the Roosters program. And for those young girls to be training around and playing around those experienced players like Corbin Baxter and Isabel Kelly and Jess Sergis, they would be getting the best footy out of them. You know, when you've got amazing players around you able to do their job it makes your job easier and I think that the the way the Roosters are training um, and, and the way the Roosters have you know um, strategized their their team it, it's perfect because the younger girls are getting the absolute best that they can out of out of the um, experience yeah that um, mon and Dan I've got to add to that like we talk about the strike power in the centers and mon very good point about those experienced heads with the up and coming but we can't let the the second rowers go without a mention like uh, meeks Yasmin meeks and Olivia Koenig, so good. they play oh they were outstanding yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Again, Olivia. Olivia's just in, you know, career best form already. Again, another younger player who you think about, you know, what, where's her career trajectory going to look like over the next few years? Very, very exciting there for the Roosters. Um, guys, no sitting on the fence when it, when it comes to Mojo. We've got to pick a winner here. This is going to be a battle for the ages. And, again, you talk about this tournament competition can no longer lose football games. You've got to win. Got to get these two points. Both sides will be very, very desperate. Look, for me, I think Kennedy would shoot me if I didn't go with uh, the Parramatta Reels. Uh, uh, I'm going to see Kennedy Cherrington um, starring there in the front row. Uh, Mon, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's going to be one in the middle. Um, so I've got the Parramatta Reels, but it's going to be a Matty Studden field goal conversion from the sideline. I think it's going to be a very, very close game, this one. Uh, Mon, good luck. Uh, who are you predicting here? I'm going to go the Roosters. Um, I just think if they can play the, the way they did this week up against the Eels and they can bring that um, momentum into this game, then they are going to be very hard to stop, especially those um, t- talented outside backs as the second rowers and the centres. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, we're, we're tracking our underdog t- uh, tips of the week for our listeners. Uh, each and every week we highlight an underdog and uh, again, we, we sort of see how we progress. Tash, um, yeah, where are, you, where are you going on this one? You're going to go the underdog here. You're going to go the favourite. Um, yeah, it seems like a bit, of a bit of a close one, this one. Dan, I'm uh, going with my mate Mon. I think if the Roosters can pull off a win and the Titans lose to the Broncos, which is likely, it will put them in the top four going into round five, which is a huge psychological boost for them. So I think they'll pull it together, and I'm with Mon. I'm going the Roosters. All right, so a couple of underdog tips there from Mon and Fortash. I'll just write them down there. My tip's not going particularly well, but that's okay. We'll we'll move (laughs) on. All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is sitting in closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, in Rapid Fire, we're going to be tackling the remaining game uh, in the NRLW competition, and it's Dan Frost v. Jamie Soward, the Frost Sowie Bowl, uh, as the Newcastle Knights come up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, Tash, it's going to be an interesting one because you just get a bit of a sense that, you know, we're starting to get a little bit desperate now in terms of teams trying to really, you know, give it everything they've got um, to try and win these games. The Dragons, they'll be very, very frustrated they couldn't get the job done last week. And they'll want to put a little bit of distance between them and the teams in and around them after that loss. And for my Newcastle Knights, obviously trying to get off the board as well. Um, Talk to us a little bit about this game because, um, yeah, you just get a bit of a sense that both teams are going to be desperate coming into the game. Yeah, sure, Dan. And Knights, um, you know, they're yet to have a win. And that round one game uh, against Parramatta heartbreaking, uh, fabulous display of footy by Maddie Studden to, to get away with the, the field goal. But the Knights were so close. Now, it, it, every single round I see the Knights in the game and, and they're giving you hope and, and they just haven't been able to get away with the win. But, look, I don't think they can do the Dragons. I think the Knights' best chance of a win is in round five when they meet the Titans. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I think on the Knights' style, um, you know, what they're going with is a very – uh, you know, big physical football team. And there's no, there's no, I, I guess, um, there's no coincidence as to why they are very successful at the start of games because they are fresh. They're a big physical team. Um, but, you know, obviously where it gets a little bit challenging is there a little bit of fatigue that's setting in to the team um, and they're getting a little bit loose around the middle defensively. So towards the back end of the first half and towards the back end of the game, Newcastle, they, they're sort of being, being um, yeah, I, I you know, they're, they're sort of struggling in and around the middle in defense. So something they really need to work on. So some of their smaller, more mobile players, they're really going to have to try and fill those gaps. And again, you know, this is some of the things that Casey's going to be working with the group on is that defense under fatigue. It is really, really difficult, but if they can get that right, um, I think they can sort of hang in there. Um, because for me, Again, I keep saying it with the Newcastle Knights. If they can lead at halftime, they'll win the game. So for me, whoever is leading uh, at halftime will win the football game. It's going to be really, really interesting to see um, what happens there. Um, Mon, the Dragons really have been the surprise packet um, of the competition. You know, we know about their history where they have struggled a little bit for success at the NRLW level. What's been amazing about the team is... They have been performing so well, in particular in the middle, and it's going to be so important because they're coming up against a very physical team in the Newcastle Knights. They've been doing this without Kezi Apps, their captain, 
Kezi returns this week. Talk to us about the impact that Kezi's going to have on the Dragons, both off the field, on the field. You feel like it's just going to give him another boost. Yeah, I think the Dragons are just going to go to yet another level this week. Playing three rounds without their captain in Kezi, um, you know, it, it's it's hard when your captain's not out on the field with you. Um, you have to have other players that step up. And for having Kezi back, just with her experience and the way that she runs the ball is going to be just really motivating for the other forwards to see her do that. Um, I'm very excited personally to see Kezi back. She's one of my favourites. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just it's just crazy to think that the Dragons are being, having the success that, success that they have had without Kezi. And Kezi is one of their best players. So I think that having Kezi back is just going to completely boost the mood of the Dragons and just boost the talent and allow you know, the other players just to kind of more focus on their game as well. Tash, we're, we're kind of watching history here in the NRLW competition because we know it's going to expand out over the next few years. You get the sense that at the moment there is just so much talent in these NRLW teams. I'm looking at this Dragons team list and it's almost like I'm looking at a rep team, you know, from, um, you know, if you look at the fullback, Emma Tonegato, she's outstanding, one of the best in the competition. Uh, they're outside backs, halves, forwards. I mean, it just looks like I'm, t- I'm, I'm reading through a rep football team list here. Not too many weaknesses here in the Dragons. No, Dan, not at all. And, you know, what is so great to see is that I think I looked out uh, on the field on the weekend at this team that were just giving it to the Broncos and there were no less than five of those players that have come through the junior system in the in the Tashgirl Cup. Um, so, wow, how frightening. And all these players... That, now, established players have got these junior players knocking on their door and the Dragons have a really good reputation for bringing their juniors through. And, you know, Keely Davis, uh, Quincy Dodd, Jamie Chapman, like there's so many and it's it's great to see for the game. Yeah, no, it, it is going to be really impressive. So I'm getting two nods here. Tash, Mon, you guys are both going with the Dragons Rubbing it in there against me. Well, here we go. I'm going to go. This is my underdog tip of the week. The Newcastle Knights will win this game, of course. They're heading into this one as massive underdogs. Uh, but again, don't be surprised if the Newcastle Knights are not leading this game at halftime. They're going to start uh, like a house on fire. This is desperate times for them. They really need to get the win. Uh, they are a very, very good first-half football team. Um, yeah, keep those errors under control. The Knights will ambush the Dragons, get the win there. Um, yeah, sorry about that one. Sowie. All right, guys, well, that's all the time we have. Uh, Again, another great episode as we dive into all things NRLW. Just want to thank my panel, always bringing the heat as we talk things footy. And to our listeners, we love your support. We really do appreciate it. Two episodes every single week during NRLW season. Continue to support the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.